listening to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary, sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, Nick and Rico back with you on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick, this is new. Yeah, I made it over the weekend. Um, moves by Big Sean. I don't hate it. Not yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Once again, back on the happy hour, brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting. Appreciate them for, for all their support. Um, okay, so spring game stuff. Uh, I, I struggle. Let's Let's dive into the quarterbacks here. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this a little bit because you you, you liked Purdy. Um, I was impressed and, by and Purdy. And I will say this. I did not like any. Like, is that bad to say? No. There wasn't like, much nothing, throwing. Nothing impre- like nothing made me – I was standing on the sideline. I, I think I think it was Logan Smothers sent one into the crowd um, mm-hmm. or over the, you know way over the head of, of an out route. Did not look necessarily that great, but also – like I'm not taking Chubba Purdy's five of ten and going, yeah, he's he's going to be good. Like I, I don't know. Um, I'm not taking the percentage of the fact you know he completed fifty. I'm just taking a couple of the throws he made, and I, I was impressed by the touch that he had on him, the touch and the zip that he had on some of his throws. It it was impressive to me. And again, I'm speaking from I'm speaking from a place of a guy who was not impressed with him before. Like I was not impressed with what Chubba well, Purdy had done. Well, timeout. I like Chubba Purdy didn't play. He had a couple snaps. You you can go and find some of the snaps he had at Florida State. Okay, so that, so once again, like it's a small sample size. I know we have, we have no idea what we're getting with Chuba. Just like similar right now, we could argue that we don't know what we're getting with Logan Smothers. No, like I, like I'm not. I like yes, Logan Smothers. What do we have to go off of for him? The one Iowa game. The Iowa game where Nebraska kept extremely simple and bland on offense. And basically, and again, it was a heavy more than he passed. It was a heavy run kind of set for for Nebraska, and then when Nebraska fell behind late, just you know, it was just the same thing as always. Like, I'm not. I I just like we don't even know. Um, we don't even know what Logan Smothers is capable of, and that's like after the whole Casey Thompson after Casey Thompson. We have no idea what Nebraska's backups look like. Even Logan Smothers, and part of that is with the new offensive staff. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's be – I'm going to call a spade a spade, and it's going to be as, as black and white as I can make it. Um, the staff hasn't developed, Jack. <laughs> like, they they have hasn't, hasn't developed anything. Hey, the quarterback spot, you're right. Like – at the quarterback Adrian, spot, Adrian stayed around the same he was from his freshman year until he decided to transfer to Kansas State. You've had Logan Smothers for three, four years, and and he's still a backup with very limited experience. So, and, and you know the other quarterbacks that they've had that have that have ended up transferring out, Noah Vedral and, and you know Luke McCaffrey, what have you. But I, I don't know, man. I I I. I like Casey Thompson, obviously. I still think he's going to be the starter whenever yes. they decide to formally announce that. And I think you've got a good thing going with Chubba Purdy and with Logan Smothers. I think that they can do something with him. We've seen his athleticism. We've seen what he's able to do. He can he can lead this team. Uh, he you know got unlucky, and Nebraska kind of fell onto, it, onto its own sword again against Iowa with him at quarterback. But with with Mark Whipple, with the, the development that he's shown with with past quarterbacks that he's worked with. I'm not saying it's going to be the exact same here, mm-hmm. 
but the development that he's been able to show being a quarterback's coach would lead one to hope that he can do the same here with a power five level starting quarterback in, in Casey Thompson and two power five backup quarterbacks in Logan Smothers and Chubba Purdy. I, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to, uh, and, and 402-464-5685, um, Honda looking hotline, starter Heyman text line, both of them open for you. We'd love to take your calls all the rest of the show. And, and I'm sure Bach and Nate and, and Strick will have a lot of this as well. Um, when, when we look up and down the quarterback room, it's a place, once again, where we sit here on April 11th, 11th and go, yeah, there's there's promise, there's potential. But when we look at past seasons under Scott Frost, and specifically on the offensive side, what have we said on April 11th of every season? Oh, there's potential. Adrian Martinez can take that next step. This is the season that he takes that next step. This is the season that Nebraska has two guys rush for over 500 yards that's not named quarterback. Like, it's it's once again, like what I saw on Saturday, same story with a different jersey on. Again, I, I'm, I'm not saying that you take, you know, that you have the next star quarterbacks on your roster away from this. I'm not saying that you you have the next 1,000-yard rusher on your roster. But what I am saying is is I believe that they have a, a capable quarterback and a capable backup. And I like I like the running back room, at least the first three. Yeah. Okay, I'm not, so- and, I can, and I'm not taking a lot away from it. I'm just saying that just watching them run and watching them actually read and hit holes before getting – you know, touched on the shoulder pads yeah. was promising. I liked it. I, I will say this, um, and I said this Friday or Saturday on the on the pregame show. I think I, I think it was my segment with Nathan. I uh, said something along the lines of like, this staff has done everything. This program, maybe it's better to say it that way. This program has done everything that this fan base has asked. Um, going out and get a transfer quarterback with experience, going out and getting an experienced offensive coordinator, going out and filling the special teams void, and and going out and restructuring Coach Frost's contract. Like, as a program and as an athletic director, Trev Alberts in Nebraska football has done what Nebraska fans have asked them to. Um, but at the end of the day, you could argue that they do that every season. Like, stepping back, like, think about it. Like, they go out and get, okay, like, yes, like this season, yes, they went out and, and hired an associate head coach in Mickey Joseph, who's a former player and has proven experience. Like, there's reason to be excited about mm-hmm. that. Um, but everything that we said, like in, in the first couple seasons of with Scott Frost saying, oh, yeah, look what he did with Marcus Mariota and Adrian Martinez is the next Marcus Mariota. And and look what he did with Mackenzie Milton down there. And and what like you could argue that Sean Becton, and this is a big reason why he's obviously still here, has the, been the only coach on the offensive side of the ball to ever do his job successfully. A- am I am I wrong? <laughs> like obviously, obviously they they let go of guys, and so that's a big thing. Yeah. So they once again they made the necessary movements, but if you think about it, going into every season, tight end is the is one of the rooms that's set up the best, and that there's not so many question marks. Now, part of that's been Austin Allen and Travis Vokalek being I mean, kind of part, the, the a, mainstays of that. But another part of that is that they're very rarely used. <laughs> so who? So then we have to ask the question: Who's so fault you can't? Is that? I mean, you can't tell if if he's if he's. I mean, obviously you can because one of them is going to get drafted this season. 
hopefully. Yeah. But you can't really tell how how well they're being developed because you rarely see them make any plays. That's that's a that's a good point. Uh, I, I would, I would, and I'm not going to yeah. argue against Sean Beckton. I, I think he's a fantastic tight ends coach. But the difference between this season and previous seasons is instead of taking a band aid, firing one coach and bringing in somebody, instead of putting a band aid on this massive gash that you have, it seems as if they finally stitched it up. Mm-hmm. You hope it doesn't reopen during the season. But they took they took the massive gash that they have on their leg, and they finally decided to put some antiseptic in it and stitch it closed. Will it stay closed? Will they will they, you know, change the band-aids on it and keep it clean? I don't know. But right now, the the cut is sealed and you you can find you you can look towards the future and and think maybe we can walk on this again. This is an interesting take. Ryan from Nashville adds, "You cannot win with mediocre players. Everyone's worried about the coaches and I understand that, but we do not get these stud athletes like other schools." Nebraska is in serious trouble of never rebuilding again to teams similar to what we once had. The players are just not good enough. So let's let's dive into that conversation because I wanted to get to this eventually. Dylan Riola, obviously number one overall prospect, 20, uh, 2024 class, number one prospect overall. Um, with that, the number one quarterback, the top quarterback. Obviously, there's that legacy recruit angle that with Nebraska. Uh, and, and I mentioned this on Saturday. This weekend despite knowing that you're not going to get a commitment with with recruits nowadays and especially with recruits the caliber of Dylan Riola Nebraska needs to lay the groundwork lay the groundwork build the foundation Nebraska over and over again has learned and once again like death by a million paper cuts or whatever the saying is they cannot come in late to recruiting battles whether they're guys from Nebraska or whether they're guys from out of state. And Dylan Riola, no matter the legacy recruit angle you want to play it, he is out of state. And he is being offered by every single school. Dabo Sweeney, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban are calling Dylan Riola every day saying, this is why you should play at insert school here. Whatever school. Insert name here. Like, there, there's reason. And this weekend, Riola's family knows about Nebraska – Obviously, Donovan's the head coach. You had Dylan's dad play here, who's a Hall of Famer. You had Dylan Riola now, who understands how important and how valuable and and huge Nebraska football means for, for not only the fans here in the state, but also to their family. Here's what I'll say. Um, y- You need... Scott Frost had to sit down Dylan Riola this weekend and explain to him and sell Nebraska. Because the truth is, Nebraska has not sold itself in the last four years. And going back the last seven with Mike Riley. Like, that's the truth. And and if, if you're Dylan Riola, you're not recruiting Dylan Riola's family. You're recruiting Dylan Riola. At the end of the day, Dylan Riola needs to be sold on his spot in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Now, Nebraska might have a little bit of an advantage with everything, and that's great. But Nebraska's also had that quote-unquote advantage before and blown it, and we've seen that. Whether it's guys from Omaha, we, we can talk about the, the pipeline with Bellevue West that has failed to materialize. Yeah, come to Nebraska. You can talk about guys that want to come to Nebraska that just never get looks, and then they go to North Dakota State, they go to um, Ohio, Ohio they, they excel at a smaller level. Like, 
at the end of the day, Wyoming, Nebraska needs to lay the groundwork with a guy like Dylan Riola, and and I'd say, all right, listen, we're going to put the time because once again, kids need to feel wanted nowadays. It's not like in the '90s, Nebraska when they were winning games. It was an easy sell. You didn't have, well. No, it's not even that. It's like you're not competing against anybody else. Like it's Nebraska at the time, like and a couple other my like Nebraska Miami, Nebraska Miami, whoever else you want to throw in there, top programs in the country. Mm-hmm. Nebraska didn't have to um, like beat Alabama out. Now Nebraska's the t- like you just have to compete for top recruits with a lot more other programs, and it's just it's a lot tougher than it used to be and that's why recruiting is just so hit or miss nowadays all right let's go to the honda lincoln hotline we're joined by chris chris what's up happy monday man chris chris hey hey. chris how's it going hello hello can you hear oh Oh, sorry sorry craig we we wrote chris on the board i'm sorry about that craig how's your monday going i I just can't say i was wondering if you guys could touch base on uh, trying to convince Dylan Rayola to play for a underperforming offensive line with the last four or five Oof. years and unproven wide receivers for the last four or five yeah. years. You know, you always have one, one good wide receiver, maybe mm-hmm. one good lineman, but uh, it, it might be a tough sell to get that good of a quarterback to play around. Yeah. Uh, not the best of surrounding surrounding talent, but good luck. Do you have other boys? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question, Craig. That's – so I will say this, um, in regards to the offensive line, maybe he's a little more comfortable because Donovan is here and is the coach currently. Mm-hmm. So you have that. Um, you also have Mickey Joseph, who is it still carries like the name. Like we talk about it with Nebraska basketball, Fred Hoiberg still carrying the weight with his name. Mickey Joseph does that same thing now for Nebraska's wide receiver. But yeah. like that's exactly what I was saying just a couple minutes ago. Is Scott Frost? And you can throw Donovan and you can throw uh, Mickey Joseph into that. They had to sit down Dylan Raiola and be like, listen, this is what we're going to do for you. Like, at this point, Nebraska does not have the luxury of saying with these top like players in the country and with their track record of not being able to develop guys. And by, by there, I mean Scott Frost at Nebraska not being able to develop a guy consistently. Um. They had to sit him down and go, listen, this is what we're going to do for you. They're, they don't have the luxury, unfortunately, as, as tough it is, as it is to say as Husker fans, Nebraska doesn't have the luxury of saying, well, listen, if, if you don't want to join us, we'll be good without you. Mm-hmm. Like They don't have that. No matter how bad you want to believe it, I'm sorry, but they don't. They're not, they're not able to go into Dylan Ryle and be like, listen, we don't like, yeah, it'd be great if you came, but at the end of the day, we don't need you. Like, they, they, don't, they will not do that. They can't. They don't have the luxury of that, um, and and this isn't an offer from Nebraska right now. Is not time sensitive. It's not if you don't commit within a couple of days, somebody better is going to take your spot. Yeah, so I, we'll we'll see what happens. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Interesting conversation here. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll come back, wrap up Monday's show, get your final thoughts in spring game. We might touch Husker baseball, softball. Um, any thoughts that you may have, hit us up on Twitter, Nick underscore Saner, and at Radio Rico AC. We'll wrap up Monday's show coming up next. <laughs> 